Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Folks, thanks for tuning in for this week's podcast. Before we begin with the program tonight, this show is sponsored by Beachbody On Demand. Text Eric, my name, E-R-I-C-K, to 303030 to get full access to their entire platform for free. Good evening. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB streaming live, no less, on Twitter and YouTube as well. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can call in if you like. So did or did not Delta get a tax break at the very last minute in the Georgia legislature? It depends on who you ask. Uh, Casey Cagle's rivals are all seizing on a provision in HB 930. That was the, the transportation package that passed at the very last 30 minutes of the legislative session. And it curiously, there was a provision in there that exempts jet fuel from local sales taxes. And Cagle's rivals are saying this violates what he said. He said Delta would not get any tax exemption. Delta would not get any tax break until they change their position on the NRA. So they're saying this is this looks like a, a breach of that tweet. It's complicated. <laughs> let, let me explain this to you because I, I, I walked into the firestorm by, by noting the provision earlier that it did appear the lieutenant governor had, had broken his promise and, and got pretty swift uh, pushback from the sponsor of HB 930, uh, Representative Tanner, as well as from the lieutenant governor's office and, and talked to the, legal, the legislative council, got an email detailing stuff. Let me explain this issue to you as it becomes news. Uh, it depends on how you want to look at Casey Cagle's tweet. Uh, he said Delta would not get any tax breaks until they changed their position. What the legislature did, there was a provision in state law that expired in 2016 exempting uh, jet fuel from, the, from transportation special purpose local option sales tax, T-SPLOSTS. Jet fuel was pro it was uh, put on the list, and you cannot put local t- sales taxes on jet fuel in Georgia. The provision expired in 2016, 
And all this legislation did, it was authored by uh, Kevin Tanner, I think over in Carroll County. I talked to him on the phone earlier, and he said Delta wasn't even contemplated in this. Delta doesn't, it's not even, Delta doesn't even, it's not applicable to Delta, this provision. Uh, what he said is that this is just just extends the law to 2021. It has to do with uh, MARTA versus TSPLOS. Uh, there are some counties like Cobb County, if my understanding is right, they do MARTA. They have a tax for MARTA in Cobb County. They don't have a T-splost. So the provision in this law uh, applies to airports, counties that have airports that have 750,000 uh, arrivals and departures a year. That very clearly only applies to Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. Let me read you the specific provision. In a county in which the tax levied for purposes of a metropolitan area system of public transportation is first levied after January 1st, 2010 and before November 1st, 2016, that was changed to 2021, such tax shall not apply to the sale or use of jet fuel to or by a qualifying airline at a qualifying airport. So this would apply to all airplane or all airlines that fly in or out of an airport that has 750,000 takeoffs and landings during a county year. So it only applies to Hartsfield-Jackson, which is in Clayton County. So here's what's going on. Clayton County uses MARTA. Clayton County does not have a T-splost. Clayton County may at some point get a T-splost. Not as long as it's doing the MARTA tax, though. It can't have one while doing the other. If Clayton County gets out from under doing the taxing for MARTA and wants to do a T-SPLOS, then yes, this would benefit Delta. And if you are a stickler for rules and you saw Casey Cagle's tweet that he wouldn't get any... Um, it wouldn't get any tax breaks, then technically, yes, in the future, it would be possible that Delta might get this tax break. I mean, the reality is that they're going to get the regular tax break next year anyway when no one's paying attention. I mean, that's the truth of it. But right now, does this provision in HB 930, does it benefit Delta right now? The answer is no, it doesn't. And the reason it doesn't benefit Delta right now at this very moment is because there is no T-splost in Clayton County. If there were a T-splost in Clayton County, it would benefit Delta. And it, it, this, these are the, the, the technical machinations that, that both sides are hanging their hat on. The lieutenant governor said Delta would not get any tax breaks. And technically, Delta could get a tax break if there was a T-splost. But there's no T-splost, so it doesn't apply to them right now. Essentially, here's the, the issue. The public policy is in Georgia and has been with special purpose local option sales tax, SPLOS, that jet fuel nowhere in the state would be taxed, whether it's at a small municipal airport or it's at Atlanta Jackson, uh, Two Dead Mayors International Airport. They do not tax jet fuel. Uh, now, Delta, by having screwed up with the NRA this past year, um, right now we do tax jet fuel in the state. A lot of legislators I spoke to, they are opposed to taxing jet fuel, but they really didn't want to come out in the light of the NRA stuff with Delta to, to say so. So right now, jet fuel is being taxed at the Atlanta airport. Delta is being taxed on jet fuel. 
No member of the legislature that I talked to, save one, believes that jet fuel should be taxed. And the reason is because Atlanta is the only major airport hub in the nation where jet fuel is taxed. It puts Atlanta at a competitive disadvantage. But every single one of them that I talk to who doesn't believe that it should be taxed is scared to try to give Delta the exemption right now in this political climate. So this provision goes through. It doesn't apply right now to Delta because, again, there's no T-splost in Clayton County. If there was, then yes, it would benefit Delta. If there was a T-splost right now in Clayton County, then yes, on the merits, on the face, right now, the lieutenant governor would be breaking his promise. The lieutenant governor was concerned enough about this that he reached out to the legislative council and got a letter from them that it, at minimum gives him plausible deniability saying, no, this doesn't apply to Delta. Depends on who you ask. Everybody's trying to, to all of his opponents are saying, yes, he's broken his promise. He, of course, has every reason to say, no, he hasn't broken his promise. The ultimate situation here on the merits is that this doesn't impact Delta right now. Despite what you may hear, it doesn't impact Delta right now. But it could impact Delta if Clayton County decided to do a T-splost. Now, why is this even an issue right now? It is an issue for a very good reason. We are headed into the gubernatorial primary Casey Cagle has ads up now on Fox News. They're actually really well-produced ads. He is the front-runner in this race. Everyone is gunning for him, as they should be. He's the front-runner. And they're raising this issue because Casey Cagle went out on a limb on Twitter and he did the no tax breaks, no tax exemptions, no nothing, any for Delta at all until they changed their position on the NRA. So this provision gets in there and... Well, doesn't affect Delta right now, but if Clayton County got a T-splost, it would, which would mean the lieutenant governor did break his promise, and everybody's out to get him. I totally get it. There is a merit. Yeah, I have laid this out for you. I'm not taking a position. I'm laying out the facts for you. You can make up your mind. I have heard from people angry that this was a break of his promise, but they weren't supporting him anyway. I've heard from people who say that this is just such a, a fine, technical, legalistic reading of it. He hasn't broken his promise. They were supporting him anyway. But this is what we're going to be in for for the next couple of months. All sides throwing everything they can at each other. And most of it's going to be headed in the lieutenant governor's direction, which is totally fair because he is the front runner. They got to take him out, or at least they got to lower him to raise themselves. And I think it's a fair point. It was. It probably should not have happened in the last 30 minutes of the legislative session, though. It really shouldn't have, because that just opened them up for attack on this issue. Hey, folks, let me take a quick time out to thank our sponsor this week, and that is Beachbody On Demand. Now, you probably aren't familiar with the, the name Beachbody On Demand, but you're probably familiar with P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, 3 Week Yoga Retreat. Those are all part of the Beachbody family, and they used to have DVD products and whatnot. Well, now they've got it on demand. Uh, you can get it on your Apple TV, your your iPad, your, your iPhone, your Android device, your laptop. Um, they've got really accessible web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone products. I've enjoyed this. Now, I've been getting myself back in shape. 
preparing for opportunities that hopefully I will reveal to you at some point in the future. Um, but when we were at the beach last week, we went to Hilton Head for a week and I joined a local gym down there just for a week's membership to go by. But there were a couple days where I couldn't get out of the house in the time that that gym was open and was able to do their yoga routine at night. Believe it or not, I actually, with this bone spur, I've got, you don't want to know all this information, but nonetheless, their yoga package has been really good. Uh, and it's on demand. So I can get it on an Apple TV. I had one down there with me, was able to do it after the kids went to bed. Uh, just the stretching exercises were fantastic uh, for the heel problem I had. So I really want you to try the service. Right now, my listeners can get a free trial membership. So there's nothing to lose. It's a free trial membership. All you have to do is text ERIC to 303030. E-R-I-C-K. It's got to have the C and the K. E-R-I-C-K. Text it to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free all the workouts, nutrition information for free. All you got to do is text Eric to 303030. Do that today. And thank you, Beachbody On Demand, for sponsoring the show. It's 28 after the hour, and I went really long to try to break all of that down for you guys so when we come back there is news on the caravan front you know the caravan the convoy of of immigrants headed to the united states it appears they are abandoning their efforts to reach the united states as donald trump says he is sending the national guard to secure the border but you know there have been some amazing profiles in the last few weeks of american reporters who've actually gone down the border to the border to see what's going on and i want to talk about those as well uh, one of them is a good friend of mine and just amazing stories coming out of the border It is 39 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Let's go to the phones. Mark and Conyers, you are up next. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Eric, and welcome back. Hope you had a great vacation. Thank you. I sure did. Listen, uh, while you were gone, and I know they scheduled this matter uh, while you were gone, the House failed to bring to vote the term limits issue for state and state house representatives and senators yeah and they tabled it so all that work done in the senate is basically flushed down the can and it's got to be started all over again in the senate yeah and uh this is sort of a continuing pattern uh with the state and also uh for the term limit movement for our federal representatives and until i think uh the citizens get off their bottoms and start becoming more assertive with the representatives and this is going to be a continuing pattern so well and and, you know so mark one of the reasons uh, having talked to a number of members of the legislature that they don't support term limits legislation and republicans and democrats alike in the legislature don't support term limiting themselves and the reason they all say is because the average tenure of a member of the state rep- state house and state senate in Georgia is eight years, that most people don't stay beyond that time. Some do. Some have been there for quite a while, as a matter of fact. Um, Earl Earhart just now retiring. Um, I would say, though, you know, my view on term limits continues to be 
that voters can vote people out of office. And the problem I have with my view, and I will readily concede it, is that uh, incumbents tend to be able to raise a lot of money and, and shut out any challengers. And if there is a challenger who can beat them, it is a very well-funded challenger who you may not want in there. That That's the problem with my side of the argument. Um, but it, you can still vote people out of office, and it does happen. Michael Williams, who's running for governor now, is an excellent example of being able to vote an incumbent out of office. He, he won uh, challenging someone in a primary. But I don't think we're going to see term limits coming out of the state legislature. I really don't. One thing we're not going to see as well is the convoy. The, the people without borders folks who have done this, this march every couple of years up to the American border are saying they're not coming now. And they give two reasons. I want you to listen carefully to the reasons. One is that they believe the convoy has gotten so large uh, train travel as they would have to do through part of Mexico would become impossible given the number of children. It would put the the children at risk um, by piling people into these trains, possibly getting separated from parents uh, or possibly being separated into multiple, multiple trains. Logistically, they think it's impossible. The other is the threats of instability. Now, y'all, they're not talking about threats of instability in Mexico because they've already passed through some of the most unstable parts of Mexico. They're talking about Donald Trump actually sealing the American border. That's what they're talking about. That the president has mobilized the National Guard and it has outraged a bunch of people on the left. But the fact of the matter is he has just won the issue. They're not coming. Now, some of them may still try to come. I was reading John Davidson, and I linked to this over the research the other day, he wrote a piece at The Federalist um, documenting his time working with border agents going on patrol. And the number of people who cross over, the number of people who attempt to cross over. And he was down there just for a few days observing and said, and came to the very quick conclusion that a lot of the news reports out there about the, the decline in illegal immigrants crossing over the country is absolute nonsense. Because the number of people he saw on a daily basis trying to get across the border were crazy. Some of them violently so trying to get across the border. Um, it is a phenomenal piece. Go to the Federalist, look for John Davis, and I'll, I'll link to it on Twitter as well. It is a must-read piece, and now the Weekly Standard has someone who's riding his bike down there along the border in certain areas and, and documenting problems as well. In fact, John Davidson documented, in, in some cases, the, the, the coyotes, the people who try to smuggle people across the border, using helicopters to get them across the border. At 7.01 tonight, we're going to be honoring Dr. King with the tolling of bells 39 times. Can you believe... He was 39 years old. It's like there was a great, you know what? I, I got to find this right now because I need to play you an excerpt of this. This is not Dr. King. This is Marvin Gaye who died in his early forties. Uh, the singer, you know, heard it on through the grapevine died in his early forties, shot to death by his father who had a brain tumor. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there thinking I'm 42 now. Dr. King was 39 years old and accomplished what he accomplished. I, I, I just, I get this more and more now as I get a little bit older, seeing people who they, they, they died so young and you don't think of it. Cause I mean, me growing up as well. And I'm sure you, if you're even younger than me thinking, wow, that was a long time ago. He must've been really old. And in fact, no, he 
was 39 years old when he was assassinated. At 7.01 tonight, WSB is going to be honoring Dr. King with the tolling of bells 39 times and then an encore presentation of Six Days in Atlanta that tells the story from April 4th, 1968 through the reports and interviews that were heard on WSB at the time. At 8 o'clock, at 8 o'clock tonight on Channel 2 Action News, there's going to be a special live hour of coverage from Atlanta and Memphis. And just after 8 p.m. tonight, at the moment that Dr. King was killed, there will be a moment of silence for him on WSB Radio and on WSB TV. It kind of is hard to believe something that we, all of us, every one of us listening, grew up learning about this in church, or not in church, in school. It happened 50 years ago today. 50 years ago. My goodness. Um, just, just, that's that's just, uh, I'm... It makes me feel old to a degree. Now, before I get out of here for break with Clark Howard, I really will. You know what? Let's go to break with Clark Howard. And I'm going to find this. Someone found Marvin Gaye audio singing. I heard it through the grapevine stripped of the music. And his voice is just incredible. It is worth worth playing. Fifty-four after the hour, I'm back. It's Eric Erickson. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I found the audio I wanted to play for you. Marvin Gaye's isolated vocals from I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Just listen to this voice for a minute. This went viral. Somebody, Meredith Frost. I don't even know who's the, who is this woman. Uh, ABC News producer put this clip up last night. It went just insanely viral 850,000 views overnight Ooh, I bet you're wondering how I knew about your plans to make me blue with some other guy you knew before between the two of us guys you know I love you more it took me by surprise I must say when I found out yesterday Don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine Not much longer would you be mine Oh, I heard it through the grapevine Oh, I'm just about to lose my mind Honey, honey, well Just amazing. What an amazing voice. I was, uh, my kids, I played that last night, and they were captivated by his voice. Uh, And and maybe to some degree, it's just, it's it's something to hear that without all the musical accompaniment with it. It just, that was impressive. I knew I had to play it today. Okay. There is other news out there. We've got to talk about uh, the situation at YouTube yesterday. The family has released a statement uh, saying our, in the last 30 minutes, our family is in the absolute shock and can't make sense of what has happened yesterday. Although no words can describe our deep pain for this tragedy, our family would like to express their utmost regret, sorrow for what happened to innocent victims. Our thoughts and prayers are with them and their families. We are praying for speedy recovery of the injured and ask God to bestow patience upon all persons hurt in this horrific, senseless act. As our family struggles to cope with this chaotic situation, we would like to kindly ask the media to respect our privacy and we thank the authorities. The father is also coming out saying that they notified the police of an issue. They did not know their daughter had a gun, um, but they knew there was something deeply disturbingly wrong. Um, boy, um, that it just, the whole thing tragic doesn't fit the profile 
the news media rapidly moved on from the story, of course. It was amazing to watch the number of people blaming the NRA before they even knew the facts. I want to discuss that a little bit when we come back. Before we do, though, my favorite MLK speech, the street sweeper speech. You got to listen to part of the speech. I found the audio. I tracked it down. I'll play it for you. It's 10 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Tonight at 7, we'll be tolling 39 bells uh, to honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was assassinated 50 years ago today. Uh, at eight o'clock, uh, we will also be playing a, uh, an encore presentation of uh, our news coverage from that day back in 1968. And at eight o'clock, uh, Channel Two Action News will have a special as well. And a lot of people they're remembering the speech he gave the day he died. They're remembering the "I Have a Dream" speech. I have a favorite speech. I've played it here before, and I just want you to listen to this because it is uh, this is something that is so needed these days this particular you this morning my friend even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper go on out and sweep streets like michelangelo painted pictures sweep streets like handel and beethoven composed music sweep streets like shakespeare wrote poetry Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the reel. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. And when you do this, when you do this, you've mastered the length of life. This onward push to the end of self-fulfillment is the end of a person's life. Now, don't stop here, though. You know, a lot of people get no further in life than the length. They, they develop their inner powers. They do their jobs well. Do you know they try to live as if nobody else lives in the world but themselves? And they use everybody as mere tools to get to where they're going. They don't love anybody but themselves. And the only kind of love that they really have for other people is utilitarian love. You know, they just love people that they can use. A lot of people never get beyond the first dimension of life. They use other people as mere steps to which or by which they can climb to their goals and their ambitions. These people don't work out well in life. They may go for a while. They may think they're making it all right. 
But there is a law. They call it the law of gravitation in the physical universe. And it works. It's final. It's inexorable. Whatever goes up can come down. You shall reap what you sow. God has structured this universe that way. And he who goes through life not concerned about others will be a subject victim of this law. So I move on and say that it is necessary to add breath to length. And he goes on from there. It is a wonderful speech. I highly encourage you to look it up. The street sweeper speech is what it's most often called, or the three dimensions of life is its proper name. Uh, We'll be honoring Martin Luther King Jr. throughout the night, uh, and I really do encourage you to go check out the street sweeper speech. Be the best that you can be. If it falls to your lot to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, sweep streets like Beethoven composed music, sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry, sweep streets so well that all the host of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. Something we could all use in our jobs. Do the best you can regardless of your lot in life. Now, we need to move on to other news because there is other news, including the news that the media has rushed to disappear off the front page. And that is the shooter at the YouTube place, uh, YouTube's corporate YouTube place. Listen to me. My goodness, you would think I was raised in South George. <laughs> the YouTube headquarters. The, the lady was from Iran and she was an aggressive anti-meat vegan activist in other words she was not your standard profile person to shoot up the joint what was so insane about this is that the left and i i when i say the left a a large portion of social media activists from the left rushed out immediately to blame the nra and instead, it turns out that this didn't fit the profile at all. By the way, um, CNN is getting attacked for speculating that this could have been a lover's triangle. It was she committed suicide, and then there were three people shot, uh, two women and a man. And CNN looked at the one of their analysts looked at this and said it could have been a lover's triangle. And they're being attacked for this as sexist, which this is, listen, Let me defend CNN here for a second. Um, There have been, uh, of these active shooter situations like this, where someone has gone into a workplace and shot the joint up, there have only been six documented cases of women doing it. Six. And, And, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of these that have happened through the decades combined. Six of them have been women. And of those six, and that's not counting this one, this is the seventh, of those six... I think two were lover's triangles and four were spousal abuse. Domestic violence. The woman responding. Taking out her husband or boyfriend for a lover's quarrel or abuse. So it was perfectly reasonable for CNN to speculate, given that that is the profile. 
This one's new, and this one is she she shot people at YouTube if the reports are to be believed because they demonetized her platform on YouTube. She had an aggressive veganism platform. Uh, I believe she did it in, in Farsi or Arabic. And she was upset with YouTube, upset with the platform. They, they had cut into her income. And she did this. She clearly was emotionally, mentally disturbed. She clearly was. And if it were a young white male, we would be talking about this for the next week. And we would have more of the gun control zealots out there tying this case together. And I'm sure there were people who worked diligently overnight to try to blame the NRA for this. And they gave up. It was impossible. And so everyone has moved on from the story. Thankfully, it appears no one has died other than the the shooter herself. But it is amazing to watch the people who rushed out to immediately say, oh, this is another NRA person, uh, another young, white, mentally disturbed kid who we got to take guns away from, and now suddenly not wanting to make eye contact with the story because it was a Persian female, vegan, PETA, anti-meat activist. In other words, a left-wing wackadoo who did it. So we have to move on now. We're not allowed to continue talking about the story in the mainstream media. It is amazing how quickly they dropped the story and they would have, if, if the same facts had been had, three people were shot, no one died, but it was a white male who did it. They would still be talking about the story today in the press. Hey folks, let me take a quick time out to thank our sponsor this week, and that is Beachbody On Demand. Now, you probably aren't familiar with the the name Beachbody On Demand, but you're probably familiar with P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, 3 Week Yoga Retreat. Those are all part of the Beachbody family, and they used to have DVD products and whatnot. Well, now they've got it on demand. Uh, you can get it on your Apple TV, your your iPad, your, your iPhone, your Android device, your laptop. Um, they've got really accessible web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone products. I've enjoyed this. Now, I've been getting myself back in shape, preparing for opportunities that hopefully I will reveal to you at some point in the future. Um, But when we were at the beach last week, we went to Hilton Head for a week, and I joined a local gym down there just for a week's membership to go by. But there were a couple days where I couldn't get out of the house in the time that that gym was open and was able to do their yoga routine at night. Believe it or not, I actually, with this bone spur I've got, you don't want to know all this information. But nonetheless, their yoga package has been really good. Uh, And it's on demand, so I can get it on an Apple TV. I had one down there with me, was able to do it after the kids went to bed. Uh, Just the stretching exercises were fantastic uh, for the heel problem I had. So I really want you to try the service. Right now, my listeners can get a free trial membership. So there's nothing to lose. It's a free trial membership. All you have to do is text ERIC to 303030. E-R-I-C-K. It's got to have the C and the K. E-R-I-C-K. Text it to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free all the workouts, nutrition information for free. All you got to do is text Eric to 303030. Do that today. And thank you, Beachbody On Demand, for sponsoring the show. Twenty-seven after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800-WSB-TALK. I have to say, I, I have never been to the Masters. 
I very much want to go to the Masters. None of you have ever invited me to the Masters, however, and I don't have my own tickets. <clears throat> but I am totally down with this throwing people out if they yell dilly dilly, that stupid Bud Light commercial. It is on a list. They have confirmed it, that if you yell it at the Masters, you will be ejected. It, it, you know, it's nice to know that there is a place of, of refined civility in the world that does golf tournaments. That's one of the things about the Masters. I, I've got a buddy of mine. I was telling him yesterday, a friend of ours went, shelled out money for, for tickets for the practice round and went. And I was saying I was jealous and... and my buddy's like, eh, the Masters. It's like, come on, it's it's the whole, you got to go, you got to buy the cap, you got to eat the pimento cheese sandwich, you just got to look at the azaleas. It's it's the experience of going, uh, whether you like watching golf or not. And and I like to play golf. I'm terrible. I am genuinely awful at golf. We went to Hilton Head for a week and I didn't even take my golf clubs just because I didn't want to actually embarrass myself on a course that nice down there. But nonetheless, I still like to play. Uh, it's an excuse to, to like have a beer during the day on the golf course. Nonetheless, I do want to go to the Masters at some point. And it's nice just to know that they have standards. Uh, and, and for years, they, they refused to back down on the admission of women and the like at, at Augusta National. They stick to traditions, and there are very few groups, organizations, sporting events that really keep to firm traditions over time. It's nice to know that there is one at the Masters, um, and I want pimento cheese, which is never a bad thing to have. It's 39 after the hour. It's Eric Erickson here at the phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Let's talk about left-wing tribalism for a moment, shall we? Such a fun, exciting topic. You know, there, there are people, we, we've had people call the show in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours upset with me for calling out the president on taking on Amazon. Um, the, his statements about Amazon in the post office are factually not true. Amazon actually is paying the post office $7 billion a year to ship packages at a time. First class mail is declining. The reason the post office has profitability problems has to do with the way Congress has required them to fund a pension plan for future employee retirements. They have an audit every year at the post office to see if they are breaking even on the Amazon deal. If they're not breaking even, they're losing money. The post office has to cancel the deal. It's part of the agreement. The audit happens every year. It is available for your own inspection online. You can argue over cost allocations and things like that. But the bottom line, frankly, is that outside audits and inside audits, independent audits, everyone except the president of the United States who has reviewed the deal and the contract terms, by the way, aren't public to us, but to outside independent auditors and to government auditors, it is. And all of them have said the post office is making money off this deal. What the president says is a lie. And there are people who are attacking Amazon because the president says so. They're willing to believe the lie because their tribal leader says so. 
And there are liberals nodding along with me right now in this monologue, um, but they should be careful because many of them believe Scott Pruitt, the administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency, is corrupt because their tribe says so. (gasps) It's not their tribe, Mr. Erickson. It's not their tribe. It's the American media that is saying that Scott Pruitt is bad. It is the American media, Mr. They're not part of they're part of the resistance. La resistance. The American media has claimed to be part of it. They are. You have reporters at various networks, even at Fox, deep down in Fox, leaking maliciously about that network. You have reporters at NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN. They're part of la resistance. They want to fight the president. There is a Democratic opposition research firm tied to, to David Brock that is sending out massive amounts of Freedom of Information Act requests, including to the EPA, trying to dig up negative stories about all of Trump's cabinet secretaries. They got Tom Price on the issue of private jets. They figured they'd try again with Scott Pruitt because they found documentation that showed that Scott Pruitt's uh, employees, that his chief staff, were looking for private jets to fly Scott Pruitt around on. Now, I bought the story, too, as reported that Scott Pruitt had been flying around on private jets. Turns out Molly Hemingway at the Federalist points out he never actually flew on a private jet. There were inquiries about the cost. After the Tom's, uh, Tom Price situation, they declined to fly him on a private jet. So now you know what the outrage is? They've flown him in first class. <gasps> yes, with his security staff in first class on jets. How awful. That he's not at the very back of the plane, this peon cabinet secretary. If it was Barack Obama's EPA chief, you'd have major corporations willing to fly uh, Lisa Jackson, I'm sure, on private planes. And then there's the story of his um, apartment that he's renting. And how they've twisted this, the concerns. It's always concern trolling. We're so concerned about the potential of impropriety. When there is none. So Scott Pruitt is renting from a lady, renting an apartment from a lady. Really, it's a room in a house for $1,200. I mean, he's literally renting bedroom, bathroom area and paying for a common area in this house for $1,500 a month. The woman's husband is a lobbyist or a lawyer, rather, and his law firm has lobbyists who lobby the EPA. The bureaucrats, the the career bureaucrats at the EPA, looked at this deal and said it was fair market value and reasonable. And guess what? This woman's husband's law firm's lobbyists, none of them have pending business before the EPA. So there is no conflict of interest. So he has not flown on a private jet, as some of the media have, have said he has. There is no conflict of interest regarding his apartment. And yet the media is running these stories. Oh, there are allegations of impropriety about Scott Pruitt. And you've got all these people who are bashing Trump saying, well, yeah, of course he's corrupt because he works for Trump. This is their tribalism. They are being tribal about Scott Pruitt. In the same way there are Republicans attacking Amazon because the president says so. Forget all the facts. You have liberals attacking Scott Pruitt. Forget all the facts. Because liberal reporters who have been fed opposition research by a Democratic group say so. Forget all the facts. The man is presumed guilty. 
despite the facts, despite career bureaucrat EPA, who are probably Democrats, bureaucrats have cleared him on the on the apartment front, despite the fact he never actually flew on a private jet. But try to convince liberals of this. Oh, you're just defending him because you're in his tribe. No, I'm not in that tribe. Believe me, they don't want me. But I like Scott Pruitt, and that's the problem for these people. The reason they're going after him is because he's been highly effective at rolling back Barack Obama's radical environmentalism uh, that he rolled out to as a sop to the environmental activists. That's what this is all about, folks. That's what all of this is about. Scott Pruitt is highly effective. He has been rolling back massive regulatory gains by the bureaucratic state that Barack Obama put into effect. The left is livid with the gains he has been making on this front, and they are coming up with every which way to try to get rid of him. And so you have reporters who claim to be objective, who are members of La Resistance, who are doing everything they can to destroy the man's character solely because they're convinced he's destroying Mother Earth when he's doing nothing of the fact. He's just balancing government regulation and making sure the EPA actually knows its place. It is 55 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Um, So I haven't mentioned the Mueller investigation. And I want to spend, let me just spend a little bit of time here um, on just what's going on. Because it is very clear, and Republicans are hyping on this, that uh, the Mueller investigators have decided the president is not being looked at as a criminal target. And it's true. Jonathan Turley over at the Hill actually has a piece on this today that's that's worth noting. Um, let me just read you the beginning of this. In terminal medical cases, doctors often deal with patients who move through stages that begin with denial. These so-called uh, Kubler-Ross stages can be a long road towards acceptance. A weird form of Kubler-Ross seems to have taken hold of the media. Rather than refusing to accept indicators of impending death, many journalists and analysts seem incapable of accepting signs that the Trump presidency could survive. The painful process was more evident Tuesday night when the Washington Post reported that special counsel Robert Mueller told the White House last month that Trump was not considered a target, but only a subject of the investigation. After a year of being assured that bombshell developments and smoking gun evidence was sealing the criminal case against Trump, the dissonance was too great. The U.S. Attorney's Manual defines a subject as a person whose conduct is within the scope of the grand jury's investigation. It is a designation that can change, but is also a meaningful description of the current status of the individual. Yes, if the president is interviewed by Robert Mueller, as the Mueller intends to do, uh, he could become a target of the investigation. But right now, he's a subject. And this makes sense because the people around Trump seem to have been up to no good. They seem to have been up to shenanigans. He's as much a victim as anything else in this. He's not going to get indicted. 